everyone, this is Deborah Rodriguez with Kingdom Divine Ministries. I am here with a sermon today. And I just want to um, welcome you guys to today's sermon. Make sure that you've already listened to, if you haven't listened to, we started Travailing Through Trials. And we started that series this month, um, starting November 1st. So go ahead and check that out. But I want to get into today's sermon. And today's sermon is something that very rarely talked about and even if it's talked about it is really shunned on one side of the the margin versus both sides or versus really seeing the whole picture of the three triangle and so we like to just say oh the the this was a homebreaker or home wrecker and this gives the you know the married couple a uh, chance to just come together and laugh at and put aside the other uh, individual, but we really don't dig deep as to what is actually happening in the process. Okay, so this month's sermon is going to be titled "When You See a Man Stumbling, Don't Mind Your Business." So many times we walk around, I'm gonna mind my business. I'm not going to say anything. Um, that's not my problem. I'm not even going to look at it. I'm going to turn the eye. And if the Holy Spirit is leading you to speak up and say something, then that's what you should follow your spirit to do. And so I'm going to talk about how God had used me in many of these situations, including marriages, to help restore marriages and how he, how my obedience and how my the the gift of discernment in my life that came from God specifically because this is definitely only God but how I use this gift and how not even this gift just being able to communicate and talk to others and how the Lord gave me patience and understanding in this situation to be able to help not only the married couple but the one that was on the outside of the of the of the triangle to be able to restore a marriage and heal the other individual that would so let's get into it i want to get us started off with a prayer and before that i want to go ahead and share this bible verse with us we're going to be reading from Hebrew, all right, from the book of Hebrews. We're going to be reading from the book of Hebrews, and we're going to be reading from Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So as I was getting into this sermon, the Lord revealed to me the two-edged sword and how the Bible and how the word is able to cut between anything that is not of God or exalts itself above God. And so... Many of us might say, well, how is this? And 
And when you are reading, when you are studying, not even just studying, when you are living the words, people, so many people, they don't read their Bible every day. They don't get into the word every day. But when you are meditating on that word, even if it's reading it throughout the week, placing it on your heart, you become you become a lot stronger and swifter and you're able to see things in the spirit than you might have not saw before. You're able to really discern things because that word is written on your heart. And so the Lord wanted me to give this Bible verse today specifically for somebody who is going through this and you need a word from God because you have been in a situation where you feel like you cannot get out of and there is no way out of this situation and you have been wrestling and rolling trying to get out of a situation that you don't know how you're going to get out of and it's very hard and you fasted and you've prayed and you still don't understand why you're caught up in this situation but I want to tell you the word of God is a two-edged sword and because God knew we were going to have a, a, a wrestle and we're going to have battle with the flesh and we were going to battle with the spirit. And this is why the word of God is so important. I spoke in another podcast and I said, when we're reading that word, yes, we have, it, it's the Bible, it's the word. But when we, when that word is activated with the Holy spirit, that word is powerful. That word is a sword. And so I want to talk about this in this sermon today. And I want to, this sermon is about adulterous relationships, adultery, infidelity, the stingy areas, you know, you got yourself in a mishap or different things. And this can go for whoever you are. You're in, you, someone is in a relationship and you happen to be the side chick or the side dude, or you just have your, you find yourself in a situation where you're in a toxic relationship with multiple partners and you can't get out, or you're in a, and you happen to find yourself in a situation where someone is married and you did not know they were married they did not tell you they were married vice versa etc this is for you okay so i want to just go ahead and pray dear heavenly father i thank you for giving me this message this week for giving me this sermon for somebody and for the body of christ um i want to Uh, First off, come to you and I come to you boldly asking whoever our listeners are today that they receive this word today, that you penetrate their souls and their minds and their bodies, including myself, God, and you continue to decrease me in my walk with you. This is a, 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 a lowly walk and it's a very hard walk, but I pray that you continue to decrease me and your listeners, whoever is listening, so that you can really be able to move through them in a very powerful way and humble way and I thank you for giving me the revelation I thank you for being in my life in situations like this and being there and so just being there so powerful with me and 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 just being my best friend in this and showing me this so God I pray the same way that you showed me the snares of the devil that you show them that are on this podcast so they're able to see and they're able to find a way out and they're able to free themselves from this bondage and god i want to you to reveal what you revealed to me how this is a a a triangle thing it's it's more than just two it's a it's a a deep uh woven knit 
of deception that is tied in between. Just as your covenant is a three-strand cord, this is a three-strand deception of, of, of the covenant. And so, and it, and it's, yeah, it's a, it's a mess. So God, I want you to be able to reveal in this sermon so that somebody is able to get free today or somebody is able to be on the process of being free in their mind first so that they can make the proper steps. So God, I thank you for that. Uh, Jesus name. Amen. All right, you guys. And so you guys know, as my podcasts are very descriptive, I tell many stories. I also tell many stories in my sermons and this sermon is going to be a very interactive visual sermon. My sermons are very interactive, meaning I'm going to give you guys a visual. I'm going to tell you guys a story regarding uh, just based on my personal experiences or other experiences of other uh, people that I have come amongst with. I don't speak names. I don't speak those and I do speak situations and this specific sermon I am not going to uh, speak about certain marriages that I come in contact with for a specific, because God didn't, he led me to specific ones to, to speak about, to be, to be able to show you guys the situation. The podcast sermons are built like storytelling. It's still a sermons, but these are built like a story in which you guys can see visual uh, to what we're trying to talk about. Okay. And so, but blessed... I'm sorry, you guys, we in Hebrew. I have something else in front of me. So it says, for the word of God is alive and active. Take take some time to think about that. Take some time to visualize that. Because I want you guys to see this, this um, entanglement of what this looks like when we get into the word. So it says, for the word of God is alive and active. Sharper than a double-edged sword. So look, you know when you have a double-edged sword, when you chop, when these people, you know, you're chopping and you, you, all of these warrior movies, they says the word of God is sharper than that. It's sharper than that. Imagine yourself, think of a, a, a sword and they're beating the sword and they're slicing the metal. You you hear that sound in the spirit? I want you guys to, to, to try to picture that. This is what this is. It says the word of God is sharper than that. It says it's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even the dividing soul and spirit, meaning the flesh and the spirit. And it penetrates in through and shines its light in on that situation. That's powerful. That's powerful right there. Joints and marrow. Joints. Imagine the word of God sipping through your flesh, going through your bones, through your heart, and just radiating all the light into your very being. And it says it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. You ever find yourself reading the word and you're like, man, I'm mad. And, you, and you're the only person reading it and you're mad. <laughs> you know, it offended you. Nobody is preaching about it. Nobody is offending you about it. You're offended. And many times, sometimes when we hear people preaching, 
we get offended or we hear them talking about it we get offended because it relates to us in some type of way I'm not talking about the preachers that are just on stage. Now, some people do this. I have to guard my heart all the time. They will get on stage and they will just talk about you the whole sermon just because they're upset. So if somebody's coming off as angry or upset that day, I try not to I try not to tune in. You know, because you don't know what's gonna end up being said. And I can tell when my spirit is offended versus something that was said that needed to be said or when my spirit was attacked and there's two different things and when I feel that it's almost like a punch it's not a swell it's not a a, a dart there's a different thing it's like getting acupuncture and you're getting needles put into your back and that's a healthy thing for you that's healthy you feel that when it's the word of God you feel that that sting and it makes you react but when it's a it's a a dart or it's an it's a it's a negative offense for because of someone's anger or judgment because something they could have been mad at earlier you feel it in the spirit and it feels almost like a punch and it might not be directed towards you but you know it's directed towards somebody you know and so you can you can just hear it you know you can hear it and you can and you can feel it in the spirit. So anyway, let me get into it. So that this is how God judges the thoughts and attitudes of others. Okay. And uh, all right, so we're gonna get into this. And just because I wanted to, I also make a point. Just because you are offended at something somebody says or you're sensitive to it, that can can also be offense sometimes your your sensitivity can be because it's relating to you and you need to accept or you need to deal with why are you so sensitive about this topic sometimes we're sensitive and we're angry because some somebody could be saying something that we didn't think they were going to say about us and we're in this but it's not about you it's about what god is trying to do on the inside of you and that word can be very much penetrating your spirit or your very being okay So let's get into it. I want to get into this. So, so often we hear, uh, well, I'm just minding my business. Well, I'm not in this. I'm doing this and I'm minding my business or, you know, I'm just going to mind my business today. And no, that's fine. I'm just using this. I'm using this, this mind my business thing because oftentimes we look away at things because we look at way at things that should be addressed, even as Christians. You know, we see somebody doing something and we say, okay, girl, as long as you mind your business, do what you got to do. And we see this whole person is in a whole shamble. They're in a whole situation and God will show us. They will come out to us and talk to us about it. And at the end of the day, we don't say nothing. All we say is, okay, girl, continue to do what you're doing okay uh god you know okay uh bro like have a good day but we know that this person is in some type of situation that god is trying to reveal to us to help them out of or to to give them insight or correct them so that they might get out of this and or they might it might reveal to them their heart it's not saying you have to scream and yell but all all times you know people get upset when you God is leading you to say something we so we're just so sensitive I've noticed that 
society we're so sensitive when somebody comes to us I've had people come to me and correct me about things all the time you know I remember I was in a church and I was young I was like 19 and I was you know like I told you guys I was always wearing some dressed up stuff and I had these pants on and these pants were tight and I was in a church and I was sitting in front of these men older men so I don't know if the men were looking at my butt I have no idea probably so but a woman in a church uh, came to me and said, you know, try to wear some looser pants because the men, and she was trying to explain to me. And I said, I said, cause she was kind of talking in Spanish a little bit, but she was trying to explain to me. And I said, Oh, I didn't get mad. I said, Oh, my pants. And she said, uh, yeah, you know, and I said, oh, yeah, you know what? I I didn't think about it like that. I didn't think about that I would be causing someone else to stumble, you know, or I would be dressing up, causing this man to, like, look at my butt at church and, you know, wherever I'm at. And, like, he got a wife and they sitting there and he can't stop staring at my butt because I'm sitting right in front of him. You know, I didn't think about that because I'm, like, young. I'm coming to church dressed up. And, you know, I didn't have, like, a big butt. My butt was, like... It was very um, toned. You know, I still have like a toned body now, but it looked nice in those pants, (laughs) you know, and those pants were nice and tight, which I like my jeans tight. I actually like my jeans tight, but I didn't have like I had a little shirt on, but my shirt was was tucked in or it had like it wasn't covered, covered all the way on my butt. So it wasn't that she was coming to me being like judgmental or trying to stop me from looking cute. She just mentioned, um, you know, try wearing this. And yeah, I could have been offended and been like, no, I'm not listening to you. I can wear whatever I want. Yeah, I can wear whatever I want. I could. But in that moment, the Holy Spirit like gave me like this little, a green flag, you know, like you get a red flag. Everybody wants to think it's a red flag. No, Holy Spirit revealed to me well yeah you know this is this is okay this might be something that you might need to do you might need to uh you might need to put on something else because these old men you don't you don't know if they're looking at your butt I had no idea if I did know I yeah then I would get upset because they're looking at my butt you know so I was just dressing cute not really realizing and so what I did is I started to take that even before I started going to the church when I was 18 I used to walk around showing my boobs all the time and uh like my boobs were lifted up even when I go to the gym you know I I dress cute just depending on where I'm going I'll wear an outfit like if I'm going on a date if I with a guy it just depends like I you can still people in Hollywood you know they they wear their dresses they have the boobs whatever you can still dress cute and you, but you have to know like what the occasion in which you're trying to do. And it's not even that, okay, not telling nobody, okay, like, don't wear your short skirt or you don't want to wear this. If that's what you want to wear, that's up to you. That's completely what you want to wear. But the Holy Spirit started to lead, uh, guide me as to how to dress in certain um, occasions. You know, like I have a closet full of stuff. There's some clothes that I wear with, out with certain people. You know, if it's a, if it's intimate, if I have a dress, I can show a leg, you know, but it's still nice. Just, just like the same thing with when, when I get married, you know, with my husband, I will, I'll wear lingerie, um, with him and I'll have, I have all kind of stuff just because I look boring online doesn't mean 
I have all different, I don't have different types of clothes. There's different stuff for different occasions. And so I want to bring that up. So what I'm getting into is I'm wanting to get into a, a situation and I want to tell a story about my personal story of what happened and how God uh, led me out of this same type, this ad- adulterous uh, relationship that I didn't know. And I didn't know, and I, how I was able to help someone get out of the situation for themselves. And I was able to see it in other people because I was able to see it in the situation that I had been in. And so what I want to explain is before I got into the situation with myself, I never thought that I would even be in a situation. I remember being in a Bible study as a teen and I said, uh, we were talking about this minister who actually found herself in an affair. And I think she knew she was in an affair and um, she found herself in it. And I said, oh, I would never uh, do anything like that. And I remember when, uh, you know, I was just like, really like, oh no, I would never do anything like that knowing And I remember saying that, and I remember the lady who was leading the Bible study said, don't, no, 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 don't ever say, don't never say never, because you never know what can happen. And and I said, oh, you know, and in my head, I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm not going to be in that situation ever. Like, I would never put myself in that situation. And so in my personal situation, this happened at the age of, I was 21. I was talking to a completely older guy some years older like years years older than me (laughs) like I told you guys in other podcasts I've talked to older men different things but this this guy wasn't even 10 years older he was older than me he was an older guy and um I ended up getting myself in a situation that I did not know I did not know or I was not aware of people might say how was you not aware of I wasn't and I've been in many relationships where the guy was cheating on me and I wasn't aware until the Lord showed me. And so the Lord showed me in this situation that I was in a situation of, um, of an adultery. Adulterous, he, he showed me the sin. He showed me what it was. He showed me the dream. He showed me what it was. And he revealed it to me and he exposed it in my life. So I want to talk about that. And first I want to talk about how um, I was... I was um, I want to talk about two couples, uh, two marriages, uh, two different people. And I'm going to, we're going to compare three people, three outsiders. The three outsiders are me. The other outsider is, uh, this guy. He was a, um, a bus driver. And the other outsider is another guy who was like an Uber driver that I had met. So it was two guys and it was me. Okay. And so, and then I want to talk, no, no, the other driver, I'm sorry, she, it's not a uh, Uber driver, it's a woman from Africa, or a woman who was uh, from another country, okay, and so I want to compare us three, so it's two women that are outsiders, and it is uh, one man that's an outsider, and there's three marriages, all right, and so this is what we're going to compare, because I want you guys to see three different aspects of it because you might be able to relate with the situation in some type of way it might not be a marriage it could be a relationship that you're in a triangle in and you're trying to wonder why you are depressed and all these different things but I want to talk about this and I want to be authentic about this and I had not talked about this I told right now I'm 27 I did speak, I did tell this story of what happened with me to, I actually exposed it when I was 21 to a friend. So I, she was the first person I told what had happened about it uh, when I ended up finding out. And um, 
I told it, you know, to a sibling or whatever, but I never preached about it. And I wanted to preach about it today and really talk about it and give you guys a story. So when God comes to you with a two-edged sword and you see it and you know it, you're going to feel it, you're going to know it. All right, you're going you're going to know when this is coming to you. You're going to feel it and God is going to reveal every single thing that is hidden. It's not going to be able to to hide. So that's what that's what we need to know in this situation. It's not going to be able to hide. And I understand that my sermons might not be I'm not screaming or hollering, so please. It might be a little bit different, but that's fine. All right. So, God is going to this two-edged sword is going to cut Whatever it is that's in the way that is clogged up, when you present that word, that word is going to be a light into that dark place. That word is going to be a light until that dark place. So I want to tell, talk about three people. The first, the first person was this man. This man, he, I met this man. I had got on the bus. I was actually about young had to be 18 something like that and or 19 I was very young when it started and this guy this is maybe the first person I talked to regarding a marriage and this guy was in an adulterous relationship with a married a woman okay prior to that the guy I could tell he had a lot of lust he would look at me through the mirror and just stare at me and look at me and I would look at him but I would look down you know I was young I knew he was older than me and I would look down and I wouldn't really give him eye contact so something I know was God led me to get up and to go to stand and start to talk to this man and so as I started to talk to him God started to reveal to me that he was in this adulterous relationship and so he revealed to me that he was not only talking to two one married woman he was talking to two married women and these two married women had husbands and they would come to him and say that they heard their husband wasn't giving them enough and that he was he was the best so he would talk to these women on the down low but these women were married and so I asked him I said you know why do you do it and he said, well, why not? I'm not like, I'm, I'm coming to work. I'm doing my own thing. Why not? You know, it doesn't matter. They're coming to me. They want it. So I said, well, why, why do you, why give yourself away to something? So like, you're just giving yourself away to these women and they're already don't, doesn't that make you feel like weird? The fact that you have to, you're sharing these women and you don't have a woman of your own. Doesn't this make you feel weird that you have to like share this type of stuff? Like you're better than that. So at the time I found out that he had another woman that was in his life that he, that actually loved him, but he was too busy messing around with all these women. And so I couldn't fathom, like at the time, I couldn't understand how, why he was doing this and where was his pain rooting from? But later on, God revealed to me that there was a root of pain that came from his situation as to why he was doing this. And this specific, this particular person, he knew. All right. So there's a difference there. There are people might say, well, no, if you're in adultery, you know, everybody know, no, 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 no. 
no 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 some people will lie they will not tell you they have a husband they will not tell you they have kids they will not tell you anything they will make you walking around thinking that they don't have another separate life and they do it all the time they do it all the time and I want to tell you guys how when I was going through this situation um my situation my aunt came to me and um she started to talk to me about something that had happened with her and she said I don't know what we was talking about but she said she was with this guy who actually had a whole family and he didn't tell her anything so she was she got with this whole guy this is what she told me she said you have to be really careful you know she said it was this doctor she got with this man and he had a whole family he didn't tell her nothing so she was sitting there like with this with a whole another man you know now I don't know the full story but people will sit there and lie and she told me she said you know you have to be really careful and so at the time I didn't tell her anything I didn't say what I was going through I didn't know I didn't I had no idea what I was even going through in my situation so I'm going to get more into my situation as we continue so I want to continue on in this story and so I want you guys to really listen to how this is tied up and because it's a it's a it's a three it's a three stories so you have to catch all the three stories that are coming together so the other day it was this week it was actually this week uh i was on my way to an appointment this week and um because i've been traveling all week like back and forth back and forth but i had an appointment earlier in the week and one of the drivers because i had different drivers every day and uh, one of the drivers, uh, before he picked me up, I was running late. My appointment was messed up, rescheduled. And this is how I know God is always doing something. God is always on time, you guys. He's never late. He's always on time. If there's something that is delayed, trust what he's doing. Don't rush it. Trust what he's doing. So my appointment was at 10 a.m. I didn't basically I missed the appointment because because the first driver she was supposed to be here she did not come she said she came she did not come I had to call them over again so I was very frustrated I was upset I was like you know I need to get to this doctor's appointment I'm supposed to be here they can't reschedule this uh scan I need to get this scan done and God just it was just like everything was going wrong I called the phone it went to voicemail all of the stuff was like and I said and I stopped I said wait I said God what are you doing I said are you this must be for a reason I said there is a reason that this is supposed to be delayed you are delaying me for a reason the moment I said that I called to reschedule the appointment they don't schedule the appointments the same day they end up scheduling me an appointment and I wasn't listening to the woman but she said okay we're gonna schedule it you at one so they have to come pick you up an hour early so they come pick me up and I, I, I'm not really ready because the appointment is at 3.15, but they, the lady, I didn't understand, she rescheduled it to 1. So the man calls me, and he's, he's screaming. He's like, where are you? You know, can you hear me? I can't hear you. And when he starts to scream, usually, like, he's hollering at me. You know, usually I'm like, okay, I'm not even got to get in the car with this guy. But I got off the phone, and I started laughing. And I said... 
I don't, I was like, I just started laughing. I said, oh, he's a little bit upset today, you know, and I got my purse, got my keys, left, got in the car, and um, I went, I, you know, we drove to the thing. So we had to drive, I had to drive all the way to the other side of the town. It was like an hour drive. And um, basically, I get in the car, He's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. You know, you sound a little bit upset. So I kind of laughed about it. I didn't get mad at him, you know, yelling. So to finish the story, he, uh, we were riding, riding, riding. We started laughing. So his, his, his anger turned into laughing. And he said, you know, it feels like I've been knowing you for like two to three years already. You know, like I'm just laughing and happy. I'm never like this. He's like, I'm just happy because I, you know, I had bought some food and I wanted to eat in the car. He's like, oh, did you eat in the car? So it ended up me, him saying, don't eat in the car to like, yeah, you can eat in the car. <laughs> so it turned into this whole thing. And I didn't realize that God was delaying me to meet this, to meet this man that I needed to meet this man. Like I was supposed to meet this man this day. So I go to my appointment and on the way back, I want to talk to you guys on the way back. So we're in these three stories and I'm on the way back and uh, he's talking and, you know, we're talking about the election. We're talking about just everything. And all of a sudden he says, you know, yeah, I have a lot. He was like, I have, see, God revealed to me that he, he was talking about this woman from another country, but God revealed to me that he had a wife. So I asked him, I said, you, are you married? He said, well, yeah, I'm married. And, um, you know, I have four kids and I said, okay. And so he was saying, well, I have, but I have other girlfriends and I have other things. And he was like, you know, in my country, it's okay. And all this stuff. So I was listening and he said, yeah, this girl, she's going to call me back. She's going to give me a call back watch. And I said, well, who is this? He said, oh, this is one of the girls I'm talking to. I'm going to marry her. And I said, I'm just listening. I'm just listening. So before I'm, cause we had, keep in mind, we had another person that was, well, he wasn't talking about her when the other person got in the car. So this is me going back. He had to drop some person off. Then he had to come all the way and drop me back. And I'm listening to him. I'm listening to what he's saying. And so the woman calls back, you guys listen to this. The woman calls back and She's talking to him and, you know, they're talking in a little other language and everything. And uh, he's, he's saying something about how, well, you're acting funny. And, you know, I told you I had time. I'm going to spend time with you. But there was something on. The, I'm hearing the I'm hearing the woman talk like he has her on speaker. I don't know why guys do that, but he had her on speaker in the car. So I'm hearing the whole conversation and I'm in the back. And, you know, I said hello and everything. And, uh. It, at first, I, I thought she just wasn't listening to him. Like, it was, I felt like she, she wasn't listening to nothing he was saying for some reason. But he was trying to, like, convince her of otherwise. But she wasn't listening to something he was saying. And the Lord, I said, is she crying? Because I started to hear, like, breathing and, like, like blowing and stuff on the phone. And he said, yeah, she's crying. You know, she's always crying like that. So... I sat there and I can I listened for about 20 minutes their conversation. And all of a sudden something in me just saw myself. I saw myself 
And I remember being in a situation where I was talking to this man and we were meeting up. We were having sex. And I would see the car seat in the back seat. And I would look and say, oh, you have a daughter? And he'd say, oh, yeah, I have a daughter. And I was like, are you married? He's like, no, I'm not married. I said, oh, you sure? He said, no. And I remember every time I would meet him, I would say, maybe you should get back with your, you know, your mom, your kid's mom. Like, try to work it out with her. And I would always say that to him. And I remember just uh, sitting on top of the guy and we would talk. And I would say, he wouldn't really talk to me as much, though. He was there. You can tell he, he, was, he was an older guy, just I will admit. But he was always... When he was around me, I knew something was wrong because he was always, like, he would always feel, uh, like, uh, like scared or something. It was always something like that. So anyway, and I'll tell you guys what happened when I prayed for him. That's, that's the important part. And how God revealed to me and how I caught that he was in, in with the actually indeed married. So I remember telling him that, and I kept saying, "Why don't you? Do, why don't you do this? Or why don't you get back with this person?" Or I just kept having that feeling. And so we kept meeting up. I think I I met up with this guy for probably a year, a whole year. I didn't know. I didn't know until it was probably had to be a year. If I'm not mistaken, it was a year and. Yeah, it was about a year and a half. He would take me to work. He would drop me off. We, I mean, spend the night sometimes. So it got to him. No, he would never spend the night. He would never spend the night. And he ended up lying and telling me that he was homeless. That he didn't, oh, he lied. He lied and told me, not said that he was homeless, but he said that he wasn't living with, um, like he didn't have a wife and how he was living at this other place and he didn't tell me he was home he said he was always traveling which I understand because he worked in like construction so he was always going back and forth and traveling or whatever and so but he was he was lying he had a wife he had like he would leave and he would leave the hotel where we were at he would leave early he would leave like at seven o'clock all the time and I would say why are you I would think I would say why are you leaving he's like oh I have this um, curfew, I have to get back, and just all this stuff. So he was lying about his whole identity, what he was doing, and he was going back to his wife and all this stuff. So little clues started to pull together. And I remember it was a picture that he sent me, and the picture had a street name on it. And the street name connected to something, like a picture that was posted. And I went and did my research and I, I found his last name and I found like that the, a dog that they had was similar to a picture that, po- that popped up. So it was just a lot of little stuff. So he would send me like a picture from his house. And so it was, the same street would pop up and it was like God was putting together little clues, but it didn't, he wasn't putting it together right away. He was just putting it together. So I didn't know. He was always telling me, no, no, no this 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 so I didn't know and so what ended up happening is in a year and a half I ended up uh God started showing me dreams he started showing me dreams that I was in 
a situation and in the situation he didn't show me that I was in a situation he showed me that the guy the guy had another woman he was with another woman and so in a dream I saw the woman him and another woman jumping up on each other and they were hugging but she jumped on him like where her legs around him like looked like kind of like a sexual act you know and I woke up and I was like are you sure I text him I said are you sure I just kept asking him is he sure is he sure is he sure because God was trying to show me like this guy was in another relationship regardless of who it was I didn't know it was his wife he was God was just showing me so I continued and this between this was August this was August of uh I don't know which year that was but that's when I started to find out so when God showed me that dream I immediately went on a fast I went on a fast and um I went on a fast because I I had to repent and I had to go on a fast because at this point I said this could very much be something that is wrong something is going on I didn't know yet but I said something is going on so prior to this I remember praying for the guy when I prayed for him it was like green energy electric like leaving his hands or like trying to like come on me so I could tell that he was he was he was not he was like a counterfeit you know he wasn't he wasn't right and um I just remember him telling me like he had a dream that of our wedding day and in the dream of the wedding day he said he fell um he had fell down and I told him I said well that means that you're not the one for me you know so it was all that type of stuff so when as I was talking to this guy this isn't the guy that I talk about in all my uh, podcasts that I that proposed to me when I was 17. That This is a completely different guy. But I saw this guy. God was showing me him. And I was seeing little dreams and um, different things like that. So come August, after a year and a half of this, I... Told, oh, I told him before I went on. I told him and I went on fast. I said, I can't, I can't talk to you anymore. Like I can't meet up with you. I'm sorry, I can't because God was showing me those dreams, and I knew when God was showing me those dreams, I knew something was wrong. I knew that I had to do something about this. That something was wrong, and so I went on this fast. And this is when God revealed to me what happened. We had this app, and with this app, we did like video. Um, messages and different things like that. So, what happened was his his he would text me what I, what I found out. He would text me from his wife's phone all the time. So I didn't know that he was doing it until I saw it. So a number popped up, and his wife's face popped up. And keep in mind, he he told me to delete the number that he texted me from, but I don't delete any numbers. So I didn't delete the number, but I had the number saved as two question marks. So when the lady's face popped up, it popped up with two question marks. And my heart dropped. I said, oh my gosh, this is the woman. So this was the same woman that I saw online that was in a picture with him at that time around when I was trying to research and figure out what was going on. So I 
I said, okay, God, how do you want me to do this? So I text the woman and I said, hi, this is uh, such and such's friend. Uh, I had one of his phones. Your phone happens to be in it. Is this his wife? She said, yes. The moment she said yes, I didn't contemplate. I did not believe her. I immediately went into repentance. I called the guy. And I and yeah, of course, I cursed him out a bunch of other stuff. And I said, you know, you sick. And I cursed him out. And I said, you didn't even tell me that this was that you were in a whole marriage. And he ended up telling me, thank you for helping me put back together my marriage. We're closer than ever now. And I ignored him because, you know, it wasn't no use for me to respond back. But that's what he had the nerve to say after he did all of that stuff. And it reminds me, and I want to look back to a story in the Bible because it reminds me of Abraham and Sarah and how Hagar had to go and she had to go on that hill and they kicked her out because of so many problems with Abraham and Sarah. And she had to go and leave and deal with her own life after they put that upon her. It was Sarah's idea and Abraham committed adultery in his own marriage to go have a child because they couldn't wait. So I'm going to speak about some people that are going through situations that are in situations that you don't know. You don't even know that you're in an adulterous situation, some people. And so what happened was I didn't know and I had to, you know, I repented, I moved forward. I did not look back at all. I didn't say, oh, you know, I'm going to stay in this relationship. There were times where the guy would come. I remember one time we met up with, I met up with him and he smelled like sex right before he came to meet me. And I said, you need to take a shower. Like it was, it was, it was a disgusting smell. It smelled like she was on her period, whoever it was. And he just came and just decided to like meet up with me. That's what it smelled like. And it was so disgusting. And, and I said, God, I don't know what is going on, but I need you to, and I remember crying out to God. I remember saying, God, I don't know what I am in. If I am in sin, if I am displeasing uh, you, reveal to me where I am displeasing you. And God began to show me these dreams and he began to reveal to me. So I want to get to this, back to this story, because this is so powerful, you guys. So this is my side of the story. The other side of the story is I continue to talk to the man. This is the guy on the bus, the Metro bus. I continue to talk to him and talk to him. And we went our separate ways. And a few years later, I ran into this guy, same guy. He remembered me and he was walking. He said, I wanted to talk to you. He said, I had, I had went through a divorce and it was really, he just started pouring out. He said, I had went through a divorce and it was really bad and I had a lot of anger. And so I started to take revenge. And so this is why I started to go out and I didn't care that I was sleeping with other women that were married because my wife did me wrong. And so he, I said, are you still uh, doing with the woman he said no I actually let them go he said I let them go a little bit after you was talking to me I stopped messing with them 
And he said, I started to pursue the other woman that was in my life that actually wanted and loved me. And he said, I was very hurt. This man got out of this adulterous relationship that he knew he was in, which stopped the other women from, from being in it simply because I took it upon myself to talk to this man and God revealed to me and I talked to him. I didn't say, oh, you know, keep going. I'm going to pray for you one one time real quick. No, I, I conversated with him. I, had, I, I, I still loved him unconditionally, even knowing that he was in this adulterous situation. I loved him unconditionally. I challenged him. I challenged him. That's what I did. I challenged him to think about it. And after thinking about it, he made that decision. So I want to get back into what happened this week. As the woman was crying, because <clears throat> this woman reminded me of, 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 of Hagar in this situation. It reminded me of myself. And, it, and she was crying, and I, I, I asked the, the, the driver, I said, can you give me the phone? I said, I want to talk to her. Keep in mind, I don't know these people. But I know that he has a wife and four kids. And I know from what he told me that she knows that he has a wife and four kids. And so I get on the phone and I say, I just, I want to pray for you. How are you today? She said, I'm doing great. And I said, I want to pray for you. And before I started praying for her, I said, you know, God has a, a promise for you. He's not going to hold anything back from you that he has for anybody else. God has a husband for you, specifically and only for you. And I say, you've been crying and you've been going through stuff because God has been showing you things and you have been ignoring it. But do not ignore your dreams and what God is showing you because what he's showing you, you know. So I started praying for this woman. This woman started, the Holy Spirit hit her and she was oh you can you can hear it she was crying and crying you can hear her crying she said oh hallelujah you know thank you jesus witnessing what i what i was speaking and and praying over her life and she was like you know yes yes and the man i looked over and i have his phone and he started getting he starts to get afraid he says oh you just said you was gonna pray for her are you done yet so he started shaking because he knew that she was getting ready to be free. See, what happens is when the enemy sees that there is something going on and he and, and there's a there's a, a curse and that's getting something getting ready to be broken, he starts getting scared. He starts shaking. So I said, I've I've come, I break this soul tie in the name of Jesus. And I can feel her being freed and loosed. In, in a, by the Holy Spirit, and he turns around. And I can see him in the in the in the chair shaking, just shaking. And I got off the phone with her, and she said, "You know, I love you so much." She said, "Oh, thank you so much. Thank like she was as if she was pleading." She said, "Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you." You know, because sometimes your obedience is on the other side of some, somebody's freedom is on the other side of your obedience. And I got off the phone. I gave the phone to him. He rushed her off the phone. Oh, yeah, I'm going to just talk to you later. And I, she got off the phone and I said, I want to talk to you now. And I said, you know why she was crying? He said, oh, she's always crying. She's always crying. I said, no, do you really know why she was crying? I said, you 
know that you're not going to leave your wife for this woman. You know you can't be the one for this woman. You know you're not going to leave this woman. And so you're giving her promises and promises that you're going to marry her and leave her. And she knows and she can feel the distance. She knows that you're not all of hers. She knows that you are not emotionally committed to her. She can feel it. And every time she gets on the phone with you, she cries, right? And he says, yes. I said, because she knows. I said, tell me when the separation and the problem started happening between you and your wife. He said, well, she doesn't listen to me anymore. She doesn't do this anymore. She doesn't do that. And he said, well, when I leave out of town, she knows I'm gonna mess around. I said, exactly. He said, well, that's okay. You know, men in my culture, we have many wives. I said, but you, you just, you're, you're a Christian, right? You just told me what, who you are. The woman on the phone was also a Christian. I said, you have a duty to your wife. This woman that is put in your life is for a mission. And you cannot give up on her. And he was so angry. He said, she doesn't want to give me a divorce. She doesn't want to give me a divorce. I said, but you have a fear. And your fear is that what happened in in your marriage, the arguments that you're going through, It has bruised you and it has made you feel less of a person and inferior. And you cannot stand up to this type of personality because you are so low, so you're going to run. I need you to stand up. And he stopped the car. And he looked back, he said, this is why, he said, you really can talk to people. He said, you really can talk to people. You have a gift to really talk to people. And I told him, I said, he said, you have a gift to really talk to people. And I told him, he said, well, why can't she? I said, you know what? I want to tell you something. I used to be that same exact woman that did not trust men, that was hurt, that was bruised. And I said, I want you to do something. I want you to go get her a gift. I want you to get her some flowers. He said, no, no, I'll do that when I, when she acts right, when I love her. I said, no, I want you to do it when she doesn't act right. I want you to do it. I said, I want you to go get some person flowers. I want you to put it in a shelf in your room, in your master bedroom. And I want you to open up the blinds and you don't have to say anything about it. I just want you to do it. He said, he turned around, he said, He said, God can fix anything right. I said, he sure can. I said, it doesn't matter how long or how far apart. He said, I've been married to this woman for over 28 years. I said, and God can fix it again today. And I prayed for him and I took his hands. And he had his head down because he felt the shame. And as we begin to pray, that two-edged sword (laughs) began to shine light into all the areas of his pain that he had because he was so bruised. Wife was arguing with him all the time and he didn't feel, he constantly felt like because he messed up in the past that he had to continue to pay and his wife argued and screamed like a dragon and He couldn't take it anymore because he couldn't take the guilt. 
And I said, it's time to win back what God already told you that was yours. I said, you have a duty and she needs healing. I said, and in your, in your leadership, you are called to lead. And I said, you are one of the highest in the pack, especially your culture. I said, you can't give up now. And he was encouraged. And just as God freed the other guy because of his pain, and he restored the marriage, and the same with me, even though I left on a horrible term, he restored the marriage and he restored me. And same with this man. God restore, is going to restore his marriage and he already stored it, restored it by faith. And he freed somebody else that needed to be free who was being tormented every day, hoping that she would marry this man and have a husband. And this was not her husband because he was already occupied. And he, God did not release him <laughs> to that divorce. Sometimes we're running from things, you guys. We're running, trying to go do this and that. And God said, I need you to stay here. I want you to stay here. We think we have so much shame that we it's time to go move on to another relationship. Because we're so afraid to face something that that we messed up in. We're, we're so afraid. It's so It can be embarrassing. You know, we don't want to face it. And so this man, he said... You're, you're, you're able to talk to me and, and help me get through this. And he said, how, how? He kept saying, how? I said, God. I said, I, was, I used to be mad like that. I said, I still get mad. I cut, I'll cut. You know, you get angry. You don't want to hear nothing. I said, but God taught me patience. He taught me how to com- communicate. I said, but he has to come from you. I told him, I said, you have to heal your heart so that you can be able to communicate with your wife and so that you guys can work together. He said, oh, thank you so much after I prayed. He said, oh, thank you. And I'm going to tell you guys, sometimes it's not about being in somebody's business. But we, I had, I had a duty. I didn't know why I was being delayed. I didn't know why nothing was going right. But I had a duty, and that duty was for me to lift up someone who was stumbling and to show them the magnifying glass so that they would be able to see clearly what God saw. And so I want to pray for somebody today. You're wrestling. You don't know what you need to do. God is calling you out of that situation. Ship partnership, union, whatever we got these days. And you're wrestling because you're so used to it and it feels good. And I want to encourage you to fast. I'm not saying it's going to take tonight. I'm encouraging you to fast and go on a fast and ask God to reveal his truth in your life. Shine his light on your situation regarding what you're going through or what you are in right now. I want you to ask God to shine his light in that situation that you can see where it is and what you need to do. 
And I cried out to God. I said, God, there's something. You're showing me something, but I can't see it clearly. Please give me the full picture because I am stumbling and I don't know. Can you imagine stumbling and you don't know you're stumbling? And I was so angry and I was so upset at this God because it was like a spiritual rape. It was like me getting into a relation, a situationship with this guy. And I did not know he was already occupied and taken. So now I I was not only adultery, he was as well. And I was causing him to stumble. He was causing me to stumble and I was causing his wife, his, oh God, can you imagine? I told this guy in the car, I said, your wife is at home crying and battered and beaded and going through all this stuff. And you know why she's going through that? Because you got distracted. You're trying to figure out. And I told him the truth. I said, you're trying to work it out with another woman. And this is why your your wife is, is suffering right now. You're arguing all the time. I said, you need to choose what you want to do. Even if you get a divorce from this woman, you're still going to have to deal with yourself. You're going to go through the same problem in another situation. So if this is you, I want to pray for you. If this is not you, if you have, uh, uh, basically, if you have been delivered out of something like this, then I, I, I commend you. But this is something that God wants to reveal. It's breaking up a lot of marriages. It's, 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 it's dep- so many people are depressed. So I want to go ahead and pray us out. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Somebody is crying right now. Thank you, God. God wants to, God says, if you let it loose. I am going to loose you. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you today. God, I thank you for this. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you for the listeners. God, I pray that you free anyone who is in an adulterous relationship, situationship, or tie, that they are loosed, and that you provide resources, and you guide them, and you show them a way to be free. In Jesus' name. God, I pray that you... Give them the strength to wait and so that they know that you have a desired person specifically for them that they won't have to share with. I thank you, God, for restoring them, restoring their minds, their bodies, and their souls. Be with them, lead them, and show them the way. In Jesus' name, amen. to encourage you guys in this time I know that it's going to be a process I know that you might not understand and my sermons my teachings and all these things are developed to be able to help you guys grow I do understand it's a process I do understand you're frustrated I do understand you're you get bored at home and you don't have anything to do so you turn to this or that I understand that But a lot of things that you guys are experiencing, there's so many people who have experienced the same things. And right now I'm creating 
many programs and studies and groups to be able to support you guys so that you guys have community for people who want to come and get Uh, be able to have resources and different things like that. I want to provide other resources, other organizations, churches, different things for you guys so that you guys can be able to have accountability, which is very important. I tell you guys, email me, voice, send me voicemails, uh, speak to me as well. But most importantly, understand that this is going to be a process with you in Christ. Many of you guys have church homes. You have church homes, you go uh, to church, and that's a beautiful thing to have community on Sundays. If you see them online, that is a beautiful thing for you guys. So I want you guys to know that I'm, I've experienced a lot of things in my life that I didn't understand why it had to happen. But now I understand why it had to happen because I had to be able to get through it and tell my testimony through it. And it's not to look at you as being dirty. It's not to look at you as being making a mistake because there's many mistakes I've made not realizing that I've made a mistake. There's many mistakes I've made knowing that I've made a mistake. But one thing to encourage you guys is that God is with you in this process. He's not going to leave you in this process. And he's going to give you a way out. And he's going, if you just, if you just take the time, excuse me, to say, God, I want you to shine, I want you to shine that sword on me so that I'm able to see the parts in me that you can't see. I want to see the blind spots. I want to see the parts that people don't see of me. I want to see all of it so that you can be able to deal with it. No, it's not going to just not saying it's just going to disappear, that you're going to just be a bright, perfect light walking around. But if you take the time to say, Holy Spirit, reveal to me what is in me that is not of you what is in me that is not of God what characteristics do I have what do I have in my heart reveal it to me God I'm telling you guys God will reveal it to you you ain't got to wait till you get into certain situations where you can't get out of God will reveal it to you and my situation yes this was a this is the situation I got into and at that time yeah no I didn't know I was not aware I had no idea. I'm listening to what someone's telling me. And for me, I have to take accountability because I should have just remained. I shouldn't have been talking to anybody at all. I should have continued on staying in my my little um, life, what I was doing, busy. And I shouldn't have gotten distracted, but I did. And sometimes we run to distractions. We don't know where these distractions are coming from. We don't know what the mission of people coming in your life, what their mission is on your life. So, no, don't beat yourself up about it. Don't beat yourself up about it. There's plenty of people going through things every day that they do not talk about online. They don't speak about online because they're ashamed. They don't want people to judge them. They don't want people to see what they've done. And I'm okay with talking about everything. It'll take a it'll take some time to get to a point like that because you got to think about who's going to see it, what what they're going to say about you, how they're going to look at you. People will still judge you. They'll say you didn't you did know even when you didn't know. I've had, you know, I've went through things and I've had a uh, Situations in my life with, with literally friends would talk, try to talk to the guy that I was with all the time, or I would be 
talking to a man, just having a conversation with him, and then a friend would pop up out of nowhere. This man wasn't even anyone I was in a relationship with, but I would have a friend that would pop up trying to show, trying to get attention from the guy. And I would look like, why are you doing all this extra stuff? We're just having a conversation. So I grew up having people around me trying to get attention from somebody that was I was with. Did this affect me? No, it did not. But it really created like a distrust when it came to that type of stuff. So there's women that are that are married. You know, they have these, they distrust any women around. Yeah, I understand. You have to have a boundary. You know, you have to have a boundary, but also you have to know that just because somebody had did something in the past doesn't mean that they're going to, that, that they intended to do it or they didn't intend to do it. You know, I met this woman who on the, on the other side of it, because I talked about two men, uh, there was a woman who was, um, she was, she knew these two men were married and she was talking to them and they were paying her money and everything else. This was another one. This is a woman I worked with and she told me it and she thought it was, it was cute. And I told her, I said, that's not cute. You need to really drop them and let them go. You know, so there's nothing cute about coming and and messing up a relationship. I've had women get very insecure because of other situations that they experienced in their marriage and they kind of push me away to think that I would do something like that. Yes, you have to protect your, your marriage. I've lived with mar- I lived with a married couple. You know, I lived with them for three months and God gave me knowledge and he gave me discernment to understand, hey, when I would go out running with my shorts on, I started to change and wear a little bit baggier clothes around. Not trying to say I had to dress ugly, but I had to have a boundary when it came to me being in a in a in a household of a married couple or, you know, somebody who was married. There was a boundary I had that had to be set in place. If you understand boundaries, these two people that are married, these two are my friends. These were friends of mine. We're still friends. This was eight years ago. We're still friends up until this day. I don't have any disrespect for them. It is a boundary, you know. I even understand when uh, I, I remember I, w- I wasn't young. I was young, and I noticed this. This, um, this is just the the um, the back course of everything, just to give you guys some more. Uh, uh, you know, some more things about some other situations I was in. I remember I was in, um, living with, in another house and the woman, she wasn't married, but, um, she, she wasn't married, but she, um, she ended up, well, anyway, this situation went sour anyway, because God already revealed to me that this woman, this, they, they were in a relationship, but God revealed to me that this woman was only with this guy, uh, because she wanted to, him to, she wanted, she wanted to put him, uh, on, she wanted her to put, she wanted him to put her on her insurance. That was it. And her kids. And so I woke up at 2 AM and I heard her talking to somebody and God revealed to me. And I didn't want to be rude and tell them at the time because they was in a relationship. Now in that situation, I minded my business <laughs> because I didn't want to like be, God didn't tell me to speak on that. And there are some things God will tell you don't speak on that. But I heard her basically using the guy to put them on the insurance. I was living with these two women in their late twenties. Uh, I was only 20 years old. I stayed in this home for two weeks, had to live in the room. And, um, the woman was, was basically, you know, just out there to, to, to money. That was it. 
And so I remember cooking one day and uh, she was just living with the guy, taking care of his daughter and different things like that. But she didn't really have a good intentions for, for him. You know, she cooked and all that stuff for him, but God revealed to me her intentions wasn't so true. And anyway, I was cooking one day and I cooked for everybody. I made like some pancakes, some strawberries or something. And it was the little girl's birthday. So I just remember when she got upset and she said, she came to me and she said, oh, don't, you know, I would appreciate if you don't cook for uh, my boyfriend and, uh, you know, his daughter. And I was like, oh, my bad. Cause I, when I would get up, I would cook for everybody. And I would ask her, did she want food as well? So I guess that was just, you know, a boundary and hey I understood I didn't know that I was young you know so when I got up like I cooked for everybody I thought it was just a nice thing to do so that to her was a is a boundary was a territorial thing because I mean like she's supposed to be doing all that because she's trying to be the woman and you know which I completely understand so I just didn't my thing is I didn't want to be rude like getting up and not trying to do stuff so I that was me taking it you know to to try to do that so yeah, these people were like older than me. I wasn't into the none of these. Uh, I wasn't into the none of these people, you know. So I learned that. I learned when you go to people's house, let them do what they want to do, you know. Let them cook for you, like let them do it. And I realized living alone that like I don't want nobody coming to my house and just like doing whatever. You know, but like I'll say, hey, you can help yourself. That's different. But even like dishes, like I've had people. I like I went to over to people's house and wanted to make, like do their dishes. Well, do my dishes, and they were like, no, leave it in the sink. You're a guest. So when people come to my house, like it's like I don't want them to do their dishes. You know, I just say, oh, you can leave it because I'm gonna just do the big uh, a big thing at the end. And um, I, I understand that. So I've learned culture. I've learned different, like living with people, uh, different people. I've learned other people's culture, what they like, what they don't like um, so much. I mean, going from house to house, just going in different atmospheres. I've learned so many, like I've lived with different type of cultures, you know, Caucasian, Mexican, all that. You know, so I know that there's different type of cultures and there's different things that people like and different things that people don't like. So I try to compromise when I'm in a situation. So anyway, this is just a, a added commentary regarding um, this sermon. But I want you guys to just reach out to me and ask me questions. And um, it's about learning. It's about learning. That's what it's about. It's about learning. It's about growing from your experience. And it's it's not it's is for you to to accept and take responsibility for your part. It's for it's for you to take responsibility for your part. Had not not re- God really revealed things to me before, I probably wouldn't have been in the situation. But I can't beat myself up about getting into the situation because it taught me something and it taught me how to deal with other and help other people when I see the situation. It taught me to be able to be wiser and to see when something is going on. Everybody who claims to be single is not. There's people that have, they're in relationships. They have 
kids at home they have relationships and they're in marriages and some people just because they're online on a dating app they're married men who love to go uh mess around and come back home to their wives it happens all the time there's married women who love to do that they don't care as long as you don't they don't have to know they love to say they don't have to know they don't have to know they love to say that and then you're in a whole situation can't get out of put somebody else in something gave somebody an infection all of this stuff is going on simply because you didn't you knew some people you know you're on here you know you knew and so there is still time to get out of the situation it doesn't matter how much money he's giving you how much bills he's paying it's not worth being in that So I want to leave you guys with that. Ask the Lord to reveal your heart and your thoughts. Each and every day. And he will re- he will show you, he will reveal to you the snares. He will show you even the secret things that are in your heart, the thoughts that you think about people. When you're in your own marriage and relationships, he'll show you, he'll reveal to you. Some people you might need to block for a little bit. It ain't nothing personal. You, you, they probably causing you to stumble. Those accounts that's going down your page, you might need to unfollow them because it's causing you to stumble. It's okay that it's caught. It's, it's, you might need to separate from it a little bit because it's causing you to stumble. You know, be careful. It's not that the other a woman like a woman should not stop being who she is online on social media. She should still be her social butterfly. She should still be who she is. She should still be that. But if somebody is causing you to stumble or is causing you to stumble, you have to ask God to show you what it is. I remember I had a dream a while ago, and. I had this, um, it was this guy and it was this woman and they weren't married, but they were in a relationship. And I saw in a dream, I saw the guy looking at, I guess, some post that I had posted or something like it could have been like posts about God. I don't know what post he was looking at, but he was looking at his phone all the time. And the woman was laying in the bed and in a dream, she looked over and she saw him looking at his phone. And so she saw him being a little bit distracted. And I said, oh, you know, uh, I didn't know that. So I, I unfriended the guy. And I know it's, it seemed a little bit weird. Like, why would you unfriend the guy? Like, why would you do that? He didn't do nothing. But I didn't want this person to stumble. Like, I didn't want to be, um, you know, the reason why he he stumbled or he you know this happened and so I ended up actually unfriending all friends on Facebook believe it or not I don't have any friends now on Facebook for a reason like I have my like pages but I don't have that but yeah and I and I do things people don't understand like why do you do stuff that you do you know why do you do this well because I understand if God is showing me something and somebody is sensitive in the area I I don't you know I don't want to hide myself. Like I shouldn't be online depressed and not posting stuff or, or saying what I want to say because of 
of something else but I do respect that if I'm causing somebody to stumble then I need to be I need to take precautions and then women might say well you can post and you can wear what you want to wear like it's not well you can you can wear whatever you want to wear you can do whatever you want to do but if I know that posting this or posting that is going to bring somebody into a uh emotional infidelity which that's what it was it was an emotional infidelity because he wasn't he was distracted he wasn't thinking about this partner anymore he wasn't spending time with this partner anymore he wasn't doing this and that he was too busy worried about what I was posting and God revealed that to me I didn't do anything wrong I didn't know the guy like that you know what I mean but if it's causing something and I see that there's an attachment in some type of way I have to what I did was I prayed for the guy I prayed over the situation and I had to create a boundary and that's what I did and so nobody might not agree with it well you shouldn't be doing that you know it doesn't mean nothing no I it's it's, it's just respect it's respect it's, it's like respect like if I see somebody who's already struggling with lust I'm not gonna be in their face all day with my boobs hanging out so that they can even they're stumbling even more and knowing they have a wife you know like I'm not gonna try to seek that attention like I don't want to be your distraction <laughs> I don't want to, you to get distracted I want you to stay on course and so that's what this is about help making it your business to call out the things in your life and others people's not not other not that you have to go up to people and just calling out everything but if God is leading you to speak on it then speak on it if he's not leading you to speak on it then don't speak on it but make it your duty in your personal Christian life to figure out what is in your life that's causing you to stumble and are you being a stumbling block to somebody else you know it ain't got to be, we're not telling you that you don't need, you can't go wear your swimsuit and look nice on your muscles stuff. No, a lot of y'all have muscles and fitness. There's plenty of women with fitness, women that's not posting their thongs and stuff talking about body positivity. You can post a, a swimsuit and still be fitness. That's fine. You can show your muscles. But if all you posting is thongs and stuff and butt pics and stuff, you're not, that's not no body positivity. You trying to be seen. So it's a lot of that on there too. Like y'all want to be fitness and stuff. No, y'all, I used to be just like that years ago. The same little post. I had so many followers because that's what that's the type of content I, I posted. Not thongs, or the, you know, like uh, swimsuits and just different stuff like that. So um, my legs and all that type of stuff. I found a Twitter post from 2013 and uh, somebody commented and it was a woman. She said, I don't want to be super late. Uh, lesbian lesbian or whatever but your legs are so amazing and muscular like I wish my legs were that muscular and then I had people posting you're so beautiful you know oh my gosh so I found these old posts and I don't have any friends like that on Twitter like anymore like I don't have no friends because I'm not ready to have that account yet but I saw all of this stuff and I was just like you know I was more open. I was this and that. It's not saying be open. Don't be open and love yourself. No, go to the beach. Show your, uh, you know, your belly ring or whatever if that's what you want to do. But, but if you if you know and God is showing you that you causing somebody else to looking at you more than they looking at your wife, like sometimes it's not it's not the the wife being insecure. It's God trying to show you, you know. 
and you don't know what it is. So be prayerful for people that are in marriages. Be prayer. Be prayerful for somebody that is in a marriage, because that's 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 a whole nother level of warfare. You know. Well, you guys be blessed. This was the extra commentary <laughs> after the sermons. Just some extra stuff for you guys. Be blessed and continue. Continue to be prayerful, definitely for this election. And uh, I am praying for you guys as well. Alrighty, bye-bye.